everybody, and welcome back to the Evolve Your Life podcast. Today, I'm talking to one of my good friends, Morgan, and Morgan has been one of those people in my life that I followed for a while now, and I've just completely watched her blossom and grow, and there's so many things that Morgan has done that I've heard a little bit about, but I really want to dive in today and just learn more about who she is, how she got to where she is, how she's built up her business, and then I want to hear about some of the struggles that she's faced during that and how she's gotten through it, how she's thriving, and um, just to teach you guys a little bit about who Morgan is and how she can help you evolve your life today. So welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And like, same goes to you. I was actually looking through um, my emails the other day, and it turns out I had bought in like your macro ebook like so long ago and I was like oh my because I was like looking for an email that you had sent me and I'm like wow I actually bought her ebook I completely forgot that is so incredible that literally warms my soul to know that you were supporting me even back in the day but um but yeah so I just kind of want to get to know a little bit about you about your journey about everything that you have kind of gone through to get you to where you are today you can start from as far back as you want or you can start as early as last week literally whatever the energy of today brings to you I just want to get to know you and your journey go for it okay awesome um yeah at my core I'm like a super simple girl um I'm from Toronto I kind of live on the outskirts of Toronto in Canada and um I guess let's talk about, I guess the whole like social media stuff and more of like my athletic background, um, first. So I started to get really into fitness and like wanting more out of my life right out of university because I was super lost and university didn't really, um, give me the challenge I think I was looking for in my life. So I like went onto Google and I just searched, uh, mental and physical challenge and up popped a few things and Iron Man was one of them. And if you don't know what Iron Man is, it's a long endurance uh, triathlon. So the races take anywhere from nine hours to 14 hours. Um, and you essentially have to train like four or five hours a day for a whole year um, to be able to race in, in one of these races. Um, so I thought, wow, that sounds really cool. I didn't really know anything about it. I wasn't a cyclist and I decided that was going to be it. And that's the thing that I wanted to challenge myself with. Um, so I ended up putting my whole entire life on hold. I never saw my friends. Um, I really put my head into the dirt and I really wanted to give this race like my 110%. I ended up going really far with the sport. Um, within two years, I won my first Ironman I ever did. And I went to the world championships in Hawaii. And once I got there, I kind of had this weird epiphany with myself that, um, it kind of just felt like I was finally at the top and I was finally where I wanted to be. And it was supposed to be this really glorious moment, but I just felt really empty inside. And I, I couldn't understand why, because, you know, this was like the epitome of my athleticism and everything I wanted. Every time I'd wake up at 4 a.m., I'd think about one day maybe getting the chance to be at the world championship race. And it was here. And I felt so sad and so lost and just really at the end of the day, like depressed. So I ended up racing the race. Um, I forget what I finished, like something like 20th out of my age category. Uh, it wasn't a good race. It was terrible actually. And I just dropped at the end of, end of the day and I laid under palm trees and I bawled my eyes out. I knew, I knew like deep down that the hardest part time in my life was about to start. And like, I just knew there was so much self-work that I had to do and like really ask myself tough questions that I had, had been avoiding answering and asking myself throughout this whole training because I only cared about one thing and that was that race. So at that time I was dating another triathlete and I ended up leaving that relationship and moving out from my um, perfect little condo that I had in Toronto and I moved back home with my parents and I started to self-reflect and kind of find other people who were all about self-development And I started to get, like, I started to look into that world and what it looked like. Um, Along in that journey, like, while I was going through this, I found strength training, and it seemed like a much more sustainable way to uh, build my body. And I've always, my whole life, I've always been a sharer. So when I was doing Ironman, 
I had an account. I shared a lot on that account. I had blogs about my journey and the highs and lows of training. And then when I quit, I still blogged about it. I was very like always open about everything I was going through in my life. And I decided to start a brand new account and kind of build this new Morgan, I guess, um, from scratch. And I was very open and honest about how I was really fucking confused with who I was and I didn't know who I wanted to be, but I was ready to share and be open about the journey of trying to find yourself. Um, so I started to share online about fitness and trying to find a more sustainable fitness routine. I was someone who was working out like five hours a day. I would go for like on weekends, I worked out 10 hours a day, go for cycles that were six to seven hours long. And then I'd get off my bike and I'd go for a half marathon. So taking a rest day and working out for one hour was really scary for me at the beginning. Um, and it seems hilarious, like funny or like, oh, that's like, that's your problem. Like that's a good problem to have. But it really wasn't. It, it was actually really, you know, kind of scary and depressing time in my life because I did feel like no one understood what I was going through. And everybody that I tried to talk to was just like, you know, you look so athletic and you're happy. Like, it's fine. Like, you just won. You have so many medals. But I was so, so, so sad, so lost. Anyways, um, so I started to do strength training. And I started to really see my body change. And I told myself, if I do find a sustainable way to build my body and to still be able to eat a lot of food, that I was going to do everything in my power to share the knowledge with others around me because I felt like it was really hard for me to personally find the advice when I was going through um, this transition. I, I felt like I was like picking pieces of programs and putting them together and like testing them out on myself. And at the end of the day, like everyone's fitness journey is their own. And you do kind of have to, you know, mix and match what works for you. But I definitely thought it was a lot more challenging to gather all their information than it needed to be. So I knew I didn't have the answer, but I was ready to experiment everything on myself and hopefully find the answer to share it. So fast forward two years, I guess, of going through this journey um, and learning what foods work for my body and learning how to take rest days and learning how to slow down. And my hormones finally got in check because I wasn't so stressed anymore. I created a strength training program for women. So that's where I am now. I have a business. It's Stronger Bodies. And I, just like Gabby, I have 12-week programs. I think Gabby's years are eight. Um, but I have 12-week programs that help women learn how to build their bodies in the gym while also finding it in a sustainable way where you're not, you know, starving yourself or losing track of all balance. So that's kind of my fitness uh, journey. G Gabby, do you want me to go into? No, that was that was honestly perfect. I didn't know a lot of that about you. That's an incredible, an incredible story and an incredible journey that you've been on thus far. And thank you for sharing with us. And I, I have so many questions and so many areas and kind of places I want to dig into. But I think my first question that I have for you is, what kind of sports and like, I guess, athletic background did you have before the Ironman? Because I know those things are so intense. And like you said, the training can be even a year just to get prepared for one. So what kind of background did you have before you got into those Ironmans? Mm, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, so before Ironman, I had run a half marathon. And that's pretty much it. Like growing up, I was a soccer player, but I stopped that when I was like 13. I was pretty competitive, I guess, with soccer, but I stopped when I was 13. And then I never really touched the gym. Um, I had dabbled in at-home programs like Insanity when I was in university. Um, and then I did one half marathon. And then I just jumped straight into Ironman. I definitely have always, I guess, been athletic um but definitely not to like the caliber of what I ended up like gaining after I trained 
uh, for Ironman and stuff. Yeah. So I'm a little bit curious to hear about, like you said, you were laying under the tree in Hawaii. You had just reached this incredible goal of yours that you'd worked so hard for yet you still felt so empty. And I feel like I went through this exact same thing. And so many people do. It's like, whether it's a weight loss goal or whatever your goal is, you put so many things in your life aside and you work so hard for this soul thing. And when you actually hit it, it's not as glorious as it seems. And oftentimes we seem to neglect a lot of the important things in our lives on our journey to reach these goals. And and I think oftentimes people are really left kind of, like you said, feeling empty. So I just want to kind of hear a little bit about that. And I guess what you think truly led to that, if you think it was because of the Ironmans or because of you like neglecting your friendships or what kind of led you to sitting under that tree and just feeling truly empty in your life when you had just reached this incredible goal. Mm, yeah. Okay. I think it was definitely a combination of things. Um, the first being... I never checked in with myself. I never wanted to ask myself how I was feeling because I was scared to not perform well. I had a coach that was hard on me because I had a professional coach because I, that's who I wanted to hire because I had a big lofty goal of wanting to win. Um, but that being said, you know, my feelings and like if I was tired or, if I got my period, like I didn't care about any of that stuff. Like it just, it was about moving forward, getting all my workouts in and making sure that they were better than the day before. And that is honestly all I cared about. Along with that, Ironman is a very lonely sport. So like I, I literally am by myself on the road in the middle of the country cycling for six hours. And I, at that time I was 23, 24. And when you're 23 and you're 24, like all your friends are doing on the weekends is, is hanging out, partying, going to patios, you know, having a good time in the summer. And I was by myself, alone with my thoughts, just cycling, getting really tired and exhausted and, and hurt. And then, you know, coming home, eating, sleeping and waking up at 4 a.m. and doing it all over again. So I guess it was like, yeah, just a combination of sacrificing everything in my life to have to win this race and then you kind of get there and you realize the sacrifice wasn't really worth it you know like losing touch with good friends and you know not caring about the relationship that I was in not saving any money and really just like only caring about my athletics, um, left me feeling like really lost when I got to Hawaii and I was like, I don't think I like this anymore. And if I don't like this, then who the fuck am I? This is what I've literally identified with and that's it. Yes, dude. I relate to that so hard, especially because growing up like in college and stuff and in high school, I was so known as like the fitness girl and the girl that went to the gym and the girl that ate healthy and I really identified myself with fitness and that just became who I was. And I think a lot of times people make the mistake when they are super into these things or they have these lofty goals and they, they get lost, they lose themselves and they become their passion or they become their job or they become the goal itself. And I know that you can relate to this. You probably were known as like the girl that does Ironmans. And it's like, we need to create so much more depth with our personalities and who we are as people. And it's so important to not only be one thing and not only be known as your goals or as what you do. You There's so much more to life and to us as humans that you can dig into and so many other things that you can be known for and that you can explore about yourself besides those specific things. So I think people often just get so lost in that and get lost in just not really being able to find themselves and kind of latching onto one thing and sticking to that and kind of making that their identity. I know. It's so true. It's so, so true. Like I dreamt about that medal. And like I, after I came back, like I, I actually had to hide the medal. I couldn't even look at it. I was like that thing, that medal that I dreamed of is in my room. And I don't like I, I saw it as like, it ruined my life. Like I literally looked at that medal and was like, you ruined my life. Like now I can appreciate it, but that has taken like so much work to 
to really like be thankful for my experience for the Ironman. And it's so weird. Like people are like, people who are in Ironman think about Kona as like people like drop to the floor when their name gets called to go to Kona. And like, it was just such a weird thing that people were like, how do you, how are you not like thankful? But it was just like my own little weird thing that I had to go through. And I had to like, almost like break up with Ironman and then appreciate it. Like down, you know, once there was, had some, some time had passed and the pain had like, Yes, 100%. And I'm, I'm such a big believer in like, everything happens for a reason and things are placed in our life for a reason so that we can now five, six years later, look back on it and be just so grateful and know that certain things happened for a specific reason. Obviously, that takes time and reflection and a lot of work to realize. But that being said, I kind of want to hear a little bit about, so you said you came back and you did a lot of self-reflection and self-development and self-growth, and that really sparked your interest and helped you get through this transitional period of your, of your life. So I kind of want to know like specifically, what did you do and like what helped you to develop and grow and what kind of self-development tools and tactics did you implement when you got back and when you moved in with your parents to kind of transform your life during this really difficult time and during this time when you felt like you honestly had nothing? Oh, that's a really good question. And number one thing that I did was I let go of negative people in my life. And it was the hardest thing I've ever, ever done because it's, it's not, not only just like negative people. Like I, I don't want to say that, that word because I don't think they're negative people. It was just people that didn't serve me anymore And that, and I, I was already so like lonely in my sport, but in a weird way, like I still wanted to be like in my bubble, like by myself, because I was someone who was always like really easily influenced by everyone else. So I kind of just had to stay closed off and like not ask others opinions of like what I wanted for myself. Like it was just, I needed to go on that journey by myself and feel like there was no judgment. So like moving away from the city, um, like all cities in this world, like if it's like the hot, like main city, there's a lot of like buzz in it. And you can get, you can, I find myself personally, I get really persuaded by like what everyone else is doing because people that usually live in the big city are, you know, really successful and they're moving a mile a minute and they have really good things around them and lots of abundance. And it's really easy to just get trapped and follow someone's path because you think you're supposed to be doing that because everyone around you is successful. So you're just like, okay, to get successful, I follow A, B, C, and I follow what that person's doing. Um, but I really just wanted to like, think about what I wanted myself. So I let go of a lot of negative people. I started to journal all my thoughts I saw a naturopath to start to figure out like all my hormone issues because I did have really high cortisol levels. Um, so there are like some nutritional things that I, that I did. And I started taking like a probiotic. I started to eat more fat in my diet and, um, I began to like forgive myself for things. Like if I didn't get to my workout, I started to practice forgiving myself And then eventually I had to stop forgiving myself because it just became normal. It wasn't, it wasn't like I had to have this little talk with myself. Like it's okay, Morgan, that you didn't go to your workout and, you know, I'd light my candle and I try to really like breathe and, and learn that it was okay that I went, didn't go to my workout. Eventually it became like a habit. It was like, I don't even have to, you know, make this a thing. It's just, this is my life. This is what balance looks like. And honestly, Balance is an ongoing journey for me. I've come a long, long way from from where I was, um, but I never want to stop, you know, practicing balance and diving into other aspects of life that aren't just fitness because I feel like that made me feel a little bit more balanced because I could fall back on my design career. You know, I could fall back on my relationship or my, my savings goal, you know, other things in, in my life that would give me like self-worth rather than just like, Oh, you go to work out now, you know, I have a little bit of biceps and that's all I am a girl with biceps or, 
you know, a girl who can run a marathon. Now I was like, actually like the girl who knows how to save some money and, you know, is working on her relationship who goes and does, you know, one trip maybe a year. Yes, I totally agree. I think it's so important for, and for everyone listening, I just really think it's so important for you to take a step back and like, think about all of the other things besides just what you look like and what size pants you wear or how much you weigh or whatever it is you struggle with or that you are focusing on. There are so many other parts and pieces to life. Like Morgan said, being someone who can save good money, can travel, can do all these other things besides just fitness. And I think that is just so important for everyone to to strive to create depth in yourself and to strive to learn about who you are, what you love doing and just who you love being and the the things that you enjoy. And those things are so much more important than making yourself get into the gym every day or making yourself hit a calorie goal every day. Like life is so much more, more big and more important than that. And I think that it's just, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a really important thing and we, you and I have both lived it and can speak to show it. So I kind of want to transition a little bit into business stuff because I know, like you said, you have your design background, but you also have been really diving into all of the online coaching and creating programs and you've created stronger bodies. And I know some of the people listening are super interested in building their own businesses or they maybe are entrepreneurs and they want to create something or maybe they just have a job that they don't really love right now and they are looking to maybe switch jobs and they're scared to take that leap or they're scared to maybe look for other jobs and kind of just make that transition. But I think that work is a huge part of our life and it's a very, very important thing to be happy in whatever it is you're doing financially and like actually being happy with the work you're doing. And you are someone that has completely done that for yourself. Like, so I kind of want you to talk about that transition, how you've done that, how you built up your business and just things you did to make the transition from just working in a corporate job and then kind of now working for yourself more. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, um, so I actually still do both. I'm half design and I am half uh, stronger bodies. Um, and when I was like really lost after Iron Man, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just researched like everything. And I went into my new like journey or path that I like what I was going to do next with like a true open heart. Like I read every job description. I didn't care if it said like nursing or like sales associate or like architect. Like I literally read every single job description. Like it was like my first time reading it. And I literally left nothing like off the table. And I had gone to school for four years, but I was just in this time in my life where I was ready to go back to school or like go learn something new. And I didn't care. Like if something I connected with said four years, I would have went and done it. Um, so I came across this thing online and it said, user experience design. And that's, that was my corporate job. I was a UX UI designer. I essentially build websites, apps and make like, you take like a shitty website and I, it's my job to make it more enjoyable and make it more sense for the user. So under that is like graphic design, illustrations, you know, logos. And then, yeah, basically a graphic designer, I guess. Um, And I went to the school and I ended up going for 10 weeks and I absolutely loved it. And that was actually the beginning of my confidence being built back up. Like, like we were just talking about before finding those things that give you more depth to your personality. I felt like I was smart and I was intelligent. And those are words I never called myself before. I was an iron woman before I was strong. I was like the girl who had big legs and could do a lot of, you know, could keep up with the boys, but like, I wasn't in, I wouldn't call myself intelligent, but then I went to the school and all of a sudden I felt, you know, the last day of class, we all had to, we had this paper and everyone in the class had to write like a quality uh, about you on a piece of paper. And I remember reading, getting the paper and I bawled my eyes out because I had never heard those words. These people didn't know me from an Ironman background. They just knew me from 10 weeks of knowing me. And the words they wrote, it wasn't like athletic or like, you know, super strong. It was like intelligent, perseverance, you know, 
works really hard. And I was just like, wow, like I never saw those qualities in myself before. And I never allowed those qualities to breathe because I was just doing Iron Man. Um, so user experience design and that whole process really helped me find a new angle, I guess, of myself. And I ended up getting a corporate job after getting rejected like 600 times <laughs> from every job. Uh, every job I tried to apply for, like I literally had like 500 rejection emails. So if you are applying for a job, know it's one hard and two, not to give up because your chance will come. And those are the two pieces of advice that I always got. And it is true. Like do not give up. Your chance will come and don't take it too to heart when you don't get the job because it's obviously just not meant to be. And like Gabby said, the universe always has a plan for you. Um, and so I went, I worked at this job. I loved it. I felt really thankful that I had this job. And, but during that, it was also kind of when everything on social media started to go well for me. And when I say that, I mean, like I had 500 followers and I had like a thousand. Yes. Okay. Wait, this is something I really want to harp on because it's something that is so important for anyone who is looking to either start their own business or jump into creating something or looking to grow their social media platform for whatever reason, you do not need a lot of followers. Like it, like Morgan, you just said you had 500 and you went to a thousand. Okay. Well, if it, all 1000 of those people are truly invested in you and you are sending them a really good message and they are really, truly loving that those are a thousand clients right there. I'd rather have a thousand people who are truly invested in me and in my message and willing to purchase my products and do my coaching and stuff than have a hundred thousand people who just want to like your pictures or just want whatever it is. It doesn't matter about the true number. It matters about the quality of the relationships with the people that you have in your following. So you can have a very, very, very successful business with literally a thousand followers. Yeah, exactly. And I 100% agree with you there. And I'll get to that a little bit later because I have a lot to say about that. Um, but so, yeah, I started to, at first, I just shared a lot of free knowledge on my website. It was just all about like just blogging about my experience, blogging about like foods that had worked um, for me to like maybe help my hormones. Just a whole bunch of free advice on my website. Um, and then I started to learn about you know, maybe making a little bit of passive income because I did after Ironman say, okay, you know, I have no money saved. I was broke, like so broke. And I was like, I want to make a little bit more money. Let's look, look online. And I started to learn about passive income and my mind was blown. This is the simplest concept, but I never thought about it. And I'm a designer. Like I can create something that maybe that's cheap and can, you know, uh, get put online. Um, so that's exactly what I did. And I created, uh, it was supposed to be something small, but once I started to get invested into this 12 week program, it actually ended up taking six months to create. Um, and I'm not going to lie. It was the hardest six months of my life. I put my head into the dirt, sort of like Iron Man, and I'd work my nine to five. I'd come home after work um, and hustle until 1am like every single night. And I would listen to podcasts about people who, um, did this, the same sort of like, I call it like hustle time. So like everybody who wants to create a new, like a new thing in their life on top of everything that they already have, if you want to keep your routine the same, you're going to just have to see this as like hustle time. And it's your time where, you realize it's going to be a little bit more challenging for you to get through your weeks because you're going to be a lot more busy, but it's absolutely 100% necessary if you want to make that big, like, new pathway for yourself. Like, you have to, like, you know, shovel your way through, and it's 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 hustle time. So I, I did that for six months, and uh, the day before launch day, I was, like, super nervous, and launch day never goes as expected. You're like everyone it's here and it's like crickets and you're like wait yes I relate to that so hard dude I remember my first launch was like you've worked so hard for so long and you put your blood sweat and tears into it and you think that everybody's like 
watching you and knows all the hard work you put in and you think that the second you launch it, everyone's just going to be there like waiting to receive and you do and it's just like what the heck it's not it's never as good as you think it's going to be but it's so worth it exactly and like that is like the highs and lows of just I just, yeah, just doing it on your own. And, you know, when that happens, you, you learn something every time, every time I have a launch, I like learn something more about like my customers or like how to, you know, do business differently. But, um, thankfully I still had my, like my corporate job. So I wasn't too, too worried about it. I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, no, I mean, at the time my goal was 10 girls. I, I always said like, if I've wasted six months of my life, if I can truly help 10 girls, like the way that I felt strength training and finding a plan that I resonated with transformed me and my body from Ironman and like being endurance heavy to being able to work out way less then I would be, then it would all be worth it. Um, so yeah, just like, tell us a little bit about how even after that launch, when it was really hard and you were hearing crickets and it wasn't going as well as you maybe hoped it would be, how did you get through that? Like what tactics did you use to kind of break through that silence and really turn stronger bodies into something, into truly what it is today, into the community, into getting girls to really hop on board? Okay. Yes. Um, okay. So we were talking about before how like following doesn't I really resonated with this because that was me. I was somebody who didn't have a big following, but I knew I could tell that the people that did follow me were like really, really invested in what I was doing. And that, um, propelled me forward. So like any message that I got, I treated it like as if I was having an in-person conversation and every, you have to remember like any, any message, any comment, any like, that's like a human on the other side that's, that's talking to you. So you need to treat them like, don't just shove off their comments or shove off their DMs. Um, really like thank them and really get to know like who they are and like where they come from and like why they're attracted to what you do. And I think this like really authentic sort of like, even though we're, you know, through a computer screen and talking through a phone, like we can still be friends and like we can still add a lot of value to each other's lives, even though there is this like distance between us. Um, so I got really good at being really authentic, really fast. So if someone sent me a message saying like, I've struggled, I'm like, girl, I've struggled too. These are the reasons why I've struggled. You're not alone in your journey. Let's keep this conversation going. And through that, I kind of, you know, one, one girlfriend tells the other girlfriend about, you know, what, what I do and what I can offer. And then I guess the word kind of just spreads like that. It's just being always taking a step back and like not caring about the numbers and just like your main purpose wanting to be like serve and add value. I always go back to that serve and add value. And whenever I'm having a stressful week or I feel like, you know, oh my gosh, like how am I supposed to like make make this a sustainable life for myself. I just go back, like serve and add value. And it never, ever fails me because if you just focus on like giving out free information and being there for, for someone and I don't know, just like literally caring about your followers and what they need, business is going to come. It will totally come. Um, and so I had a thousand followers and, you know, I maybe had like, I think I got like 20 sales in the first week of my, my ebook. And it was all like friends of friends. And that's how business goes. You're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get some sales from your friends and friends of friends. And then you're going to get a little bit more income, like to kind of get you off your feet. And maybe you can start investing in a little bit of like a marketing or, you know, a photographer to take some better photos of you. Um, so it's, it's really nice to utilize your friends when you're first starting out because, um, yeah, it gets, it gets you like a little bit on your feet, just enough to invest back into yourself to keep the momentum going. Um, and that's what I did. So I got a little bit of money and then I invested right back into the business. And when I say that, like into the business, like it was not a business yet. It was literally just like me by my computer <laughs> with my little, you know, e-transfers coming in. And with every ebook that I sold, I was just like, okay, how can I put this back 
into my company and like make it better. So, um, yeah, I got a good camera. I went out and bought a really nice camera. Um, I hired a photographer and I spent literally every subway ride to work and back from work, which was an hour long. So two hours of my day writing Instagram captions and trying to be as open and authentic and as raw as I possibly could sharing some really deep things and some things I kind of regret (laughs) to be honest, but, um, yes, dude, I think that is the biggest game changer, especially for me when it came to like building my social media platform and getting clients and just really connecting with people. I think the best thing you can do when you're trying to grow your social media or whatever business you're trying to do, if you're just trying to grow, being vulnerable, being authentic, and just being so open about your journey is how you connect with people. Cause people connect to people. Like I found your platform specifically because Michaela sent it to me and I, she was like, you need to follow this girl. So I clicked on it. And not only did I see someone who's absolutely gorgeous and has an insane bod, but like when you actually look under that picture and you look below and you read, there's so much depth below that and so much just free value and free knowledge and just so much authenticity and vulnerability. And that's what people truly connect to is they connect to your story. So if you are someone who is trying to grow your business, grow your platform, grow a social media presence, I would say one of the biggest questions you can ask yourself is, are you telling your story? Like throughout your stories, on your captions, in your IGTV, like whatever it is and however you use social media, you have to be telling your story. You have to be honest. You have to be vulnerable. And I think that it is the most scary thing. And that's where people I think get caught up and get, I think the most intimidated when it comes to social media and being an entrepreneur and stuff. But it is, once you get over that hump, once you do it a few times, it is so worth it because you realize that you're actually impacting people. And even though it's scary and it's scary to click that share button, you like, the impact is so much more worth it than what like that scared feeling that you have before you click share. And I just think it is super important for people to be vulnerable and be authentic on their pages, especially in a world with Photoshop and just so much highlight reel and just not authentic accounts and people get caught up in that. So having people like you and hopefully people see my account like that as well and other women similar to us, it really is, I think, changing the world like every single day. 100%. And I will say one thing about this whole journey of like when you are transitioning to making your Instagram, I guess, yeah, more raw and vulnerable and you're having like more of a niche of where you want to go. There's one thing that's going to happen and that's going to be your high school friends, people from back in the day, probably going to unfollow you are probably going to get annoyed with you, are probably going to judge you. Like all of those things will happen. And it's almost like a cleanse. Like it was like, I was like, I felt like this new Morgan, but like the world didn't know the new Morgan. And like, I was like, this is my way of like weeding out the people who don't serve me anymore and bringing in people that will serve me and like meeting people like you and Michaela and, you know, all the other, you know, amazing women that I've gotten in touch with who have businesses and are into fitness and are raw. And we talk about real shit, not just, you know, what we're drinking. And like, you know, it's, it's about really cool stuff. That's like relationship problems. And just like, I'm not feeling good in my skin. Like, are you? No, I'm not either. Like, let's talk about it. Like, that's the shit I've always wanted to talk about. I just, yes, 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 yes. I could not agree more. I totally, totally just feel that on such a deep level. Me making sure my circle is extremely aligned with who I am, what I believe in, and all the things that I love in life is so incredibly important to me. And I think that people need to take it so much more seriously. I think that people don't realize that like, they have a choice to be in relationships with not only partners, but with friends as well. Like if your friends aren't serving you, then it's probably a good idea to maybe like find some new ones and just like making sure that the people you do surround yourself with are 
building you up and serving you and making you a better person. They shouldn't be bringing you down. And I think that that is so important. And I I really do just want to point out that Morgan reached out to me on social media and I found her on social media. And there are so many, like Michaela, I found her on social media and Kaylin, I met her on social media. There are so many people and just like all, literally, I think all of my friends minus a few that have been there since like the true beginning, I really have met through social media. And it's been this incredible tool that has allowed me to not only make better friendships, but make more real friendships, meet more like authentic and true women and women that inspire me and motivate me and push me to be a better person. So for everyone listening, this is your like sign. This is your message. You need to go out and search through accounts. Like go, don't be scared to maybe like reach out to someone who inspires you on Instagram. Like I know I check like 90% of my DMs. If it's a productive question that I haven't answered about a zillion times, I 90% of the time will respond. Um, and same goes with Morgan. I know she, like she talked about earlier, how we see you as people on the other side of that question. And so we do respond. So don't be scared to reach out and, um, and ask us questions. That being said, make sure that there's that equal energy exchange. If you're wanting like really in-depth in advice and really like a lot of help, then hop on one of our coaching programs. We would love to help you. Like we can serve you by giving you all the answers you need and being that support system for you. And you can serve us by joining our business and um, providing honestly money to us and um, serving our business in that way. So don't be scared to reach out to people, ask questions and reach out to your friends and just search for deeper conversations. See see search for more in-depth conversations as well like it is so important to have those in your life and I just think it's something that people don't really talk about enough because I think it I think in today's world with social media and with texting and all that we do lose that sometimes so it is just a really good point to make and something to point out so I did just mention, obviously, me and Morgan both provide one-on-one coaching. Morgan, I do want you to touch on your coaching because you are my special guest, and I want you to um, tell everyone a little bit about your coaching and how you got there because I was lucky enough to play a little bit of a role in that. Okay, so first of all, this goes back to like exactly what Gabby was just saying um, about like connecting to people and just like seeking out the advice. So I, one day, like I called, I called Gabby and I was just like, can you tell me like about online coaching, like what you like about it, what you don't like, that's me like seeking out Gabby because I know that she's, she has that platform already. And I wanted to just genuinely know, like, is this something I should do? Like, what are your positives? What are your negatives? And within like 30 minutes, she had like convinced me that this is what I wanted to do. Not convinced me, but she like inspired me, I guess is, is more of the word and, um, encouraged me that I could do this. And she had nothing but positive things to say about it. So within 30 minutes, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, and then by the end of the day, I was like, Gabby, I've sent it out to everyone. So like within one conversation of talking to Gabby for 30 minutes, by the end of the day, I had like built the whole thing. And like, yes, we are literally the same person. I'm the exact same way. How if I, if I want to do something like, and I have a vision for it and I'm excited about it, I will stay up till 2am getting it done. And I, I remembered that conversation with you. I knew after I got off the phone with you that you were going to have it done by that night. And I'm, I'm seriously so proud of you and everything that you've gotten done since that conversation. It's so funny. It's like A to Z. It's like, I'm not going to start at E. I just can't. It's like, if my day's ending, like I will go until 4am. So yeah, one-on-one coaching with me, um, is, is, um, okay. How do I explain this? One-on-one coaching with me is you get a customized meal plan and the customized uh, workout plan. And then we simply have one-on-one check-ins similar to Gabby. Um, and just like, I guess, Gabby, I feel like we're so similar (laughs) in what we offer. Um, it's not just about the fitness stuff. You know, it's really about like setting your intentions for the week and, what are your goals that you want outside of fitness for the next three months of me and you working together? So a lot of my clients have like career goals and a lot of them want to be online coaches themselves. And these are all things that like, one, I can help them give advice. Like I can help give advice to them on and I can help them be accountable. So every time that I think, I don't know if it was you, Gabby, but, um, I think you might've said this to me, but we both have like kind of like an intake form that, um, you write down your goals and like when you write down your goals to someone and like you tell them like if it's verbally or like written it's like a mini promise that you're making to yourself and to the other person and it in turn 
makes you as the person writing the goal, um, more likely to actually go and achieve that goal. So that's why I love the weekly check-ins because, uh, you're just held more accountable. And other than that, I have an online Facebook group and there's like 300 women in it. And we share our insecurities and our raw moments and our progress photos. And, you know, I'm not even going to lie. I think like 70% is positive, but the rest is struggles and hard shit that we go through. Um, so it's totally a mix of it all. And just having that support system of women is the absolute best thing that ever came out of anything that I ever created. I never expected to have a community like I do. And it definitely makes me feel um, not alone. And I used to feel like maybe I don't have any friends. Like when I, when I went through that transition of letting go of negative people in my life, I really felt lonely there for a bit that I didn't have anybody that understood me. And I can honestly say, like, I feel accepted in myself being exactly who I want to be. Um, and I know that all the girls in my Facebook group feel the exact same way. They feel accepted. They have someone to talk to, you know, when you're, when your boyfriend or your husband doesn't understand what you're doing or your friends don't, we, we literally hide in these like communities online that, you know, are just full of positivity and self-development and trying to be the best version of ourselves. It's literally at the end of the day, what it is. Like, I just want everybody in those groups to feel the best version of themselves and not restricted from food and not restricted from fitness and that being your world because we are so much more than our bodies. And yes. And something I want to just quickly note that you said right there that I think is really important for me to just share. Cause I think it's important in this space and in this world to bring stuff up like this, but the fact that we literally do offer basically the exact same service, but I'm bringing you onto this podcast, but I don't see you as competition. I am so excited to allow you to have the space to share your platform as well. Because the thing with coaching is there's so many coaches out there and there's so many people that need coached out there. And some people listening to this may really freaking resonate with your story and they may love what you have to say. And they may love the way that you communicate and the way that you coach. And so they may want you as a coach. They may not not want to work with me, but I still want that person to get help. So bringing people like you onto the podcast, even though we do have very similar businesses, I love promoting the heck out of you and allowing you you to have the space to share your voice because I think that as long as we both can impact people, it doesn't matter who's doing it as long as our shared message and our similar message of just self-growth, self-development, and just being a more positive person and light in this world, as long as that message is conveyed, it truly doesn't matter like who it's really from as long as it's getting across. So I'm I'm just so happy that we like got to do this and I'm so excited to hopefully meet you in freaking person. We have literally messaged so much about this. You're, we're doing it. Seriously, you're telling the podcast and we're doing it. I'm like, I, I think I've like texted like Gabby and Michaela like a million times. Like guys, like when are we going on vacation? Like, yes, we need to. I know it's, it's something I really, let's try and go somewhere warm, preferably because it's getting kind of cold here in Kentucky and I need some, I need some summer vibes up in here, but okay. So last question I have for you. And this is the question I'm going to be asking everyone on the podcast is what specific things have you done to evolve your life, to make it what it is today. So just some specific things that you've done to get it, evolve your life, the pun <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> um, what have I done? I've surrounded myself with really positive people. I found um, a tribe online. So that was a huge thing. So finding people, like I couldn't find the people that I wanted to connect with in person. Some, some I have, um, but I felt like I needed like, to find immediate people that um, were on the same path path as me. And like the great thing about the internet is like, you can literally go online females who are transitioning from intense fitness goal to bettering themselves. And then like, boom, up pops the blog. You go to that blog, you visit the Instagram, you, you, you DM the Instagram and you start talking to this magical woman. And then there's your new friend. Um, so definitely just, being surrounded by like positive individuals every single day, deciding to be unapologetically me. So just, you know, letting go of all like my, like letting all my weird quirks shine and all the 
changes in my life shine. I was always like, oh my gosh, here goes me again, like changing her direction in life. And I always kind of used to feel insecure about it. And now I'm just like, I'm the girl who changes every six months. I change with the seasons. I change, you know, I could change tomorrow and I'm proud of my changes. And, um, just being unapologetically myself made me feel more confident and it made like other people who loved that and who were also kind of like that be like attracted to my tribe. And, um, yeah. So I guess just like letting go of people that didn't serve me anymore and always like self-reflecting. So I'm, I'm big on like, okay, like self-reflection and what are like, are there any like weird habits that I'm like falling into? Obviously I practice, uh, still being very active in my life and that's something I'll never let go of. It's just a tool now to help me live my best life. It's not the thing that gives me my best life. It's just my tool um, now. So other than that, let me keep thinking. Um, oh, and constantly learning and growing and challenging myself. Challenges are huge for me. I'm a huge challenge girl. I love challenges, aka why I did the Iron Man, but not that intense of a challenge, but constantly learning. And like when I feel like I'm high or, you know, I've succeeded to humble myself back down again and find something like hard to try to accomplish because, you know, having a big ego will ruin you. It'll ruin your business. It'll ruin like relationships, but staying humble and knowing that you don't know everything and there's always more to learn. Um, and listening to everybody's story because everybody has a story and we can honestly learn from everybody, like anybody you meet, you can learn something from them. So Yes, that was perfect. I honestly don't think I could have said it better myself. That was the perfect answer and I think sums up the whole entirety of this podcast perfectly. Um, I I truly am just so proud of everything that you have done. But I want to make sure you get your shameless plug. So where can people find you and where's the best place to connect with you? Okay, yeah. So I guess you can find me um, on Instagram would be probably the best place. Um, My Instagram is at morgseliz, M-O-R-G-S-E-L-I-Z. And if you're looking for my program, you can look on Google. It's called Stronger Bodies. Um, It'll probably come up. But yeah, I would say Instagram is probably the best place uh, to get me in for blogs, for workout playlists, for anything like that. That's all on my website. So that's Morgzaliz. Sorry, the audio just got cut off. It's morgzaliz.com. But I just wanted to say thank you so much, Morgan, for joining us on this podcast today. It has been an absolute pleasure to get to know you better, get to know your journey better, and just learn more about you and what makes you Morgan. So I truly thank you so much for hopping on and being my first official guest of the podcast. Oh my gosh, Gabby, I love you so much. No, it's Oh, I love this podcast and everything you do with women and I can't recommend you enough to anyone. And thank you guys so much for listening and um, tuning in. If you are still here, I appreciate it so much. As always, be sure to follow our guest, check the show notes for any information on how to find Morgan and how to connect with her. Um, And then other than that, please be sure to leave a review, rate this podcast to help me out and get me a better rating and so that other people can hear this incredible podcast and all the knowledge we have to share. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to Evolve Your Life and I'll see you guys or talk to you guys in the next one.